from the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, this is All About Grants. Welcome to All About Grants. This is Megan Columbus from NIH's Office of Extramural Research, here again to talk with Kathleen Cooper, the Director of the Division of Receipt and Referral from NIH's Center for Scientific Review. Today we're here to talk about why it's so important to submit applications early. Kathy is indeed an expert in this, as it's her office that has the dubious honor of having to explain to applicants why their applications will not be accepted. Can you tell us why does NIH take deadlines so seriously? Like, why is it so important? Well, enforcing the deadline is really a matter of fairness. All of our submission deadlines are announced months, if not years, in advance. And by years in advance, one example of that would be our standard due dates that have been the same for quite some time. So we announce years in advance or months in advance so that applicants all have an equal opportunity to organize their research, coordinate with their collaborators to get information they might need for the application, also to work with their institutional officials to determine their application preparation schedules and any internal deadlines they need to meet in order to get their application submitted on time. You know, that's so important, determining the submission deadlines more than just finding that due date on the funding opportunity announcement and then working up until the last minute. It's really working within your organization to determine the timing that will allow your institutional officials to submit days, not minutes, before that deadline. That way, if you do need help with a submission, you have time to reach out to NIH before the deadline so we can actually assist. Absolutely, I agree. That is so important. You know, there's a lot going that goes into putting an application together. I know NIH cares about fostering a competitive system that enforces rules equitably. And as much as NIH strives for a user-friendly approach, there are a number of rules that applicants need to be careful to follow in order for the application to be accepted. Well, this is true, and I know applicants are working very hard to bring together the instructions from the application guide and from the funding opportunity announcement to craft the best application they can. On submission, NIH has our systems check those applications as much as possible to ensure they are compliant with our requirements. We're particularly interested in things that are important for peer review of the application, and so we run these checks upon submission to give applicants the opportunity to fix things and get a successful submission rather than just withdrawing applications that are non-compliant. So our system is then, when the application's submitted, applications get a series of warnings and potentially errors. Warnings tell them they should check something in the application to make sure they got it right. Errors, on the other hand, are things that we know are incorrect that need to get corrected in order for an application to be considered to be complete. Correct. Applicants must make changes to the application to address all errors and then submit a corrected application back through the system. It isn't until an application is error-free that my office even gets the chance to see the application and can perform the additional manual checks that we need to do before we can assign the application to a review group and also to an institute for funding consideration. And so I guess as an applicant, if you submit the application early enough, then you get your errors and warnings pretty much immediately upon submission, and you have the opportunity to correct those as long as it's before the submission deadline. That's true. So think about it. Sometimes an applicant will get an error and they're not really quite sure what they did wrong or why it's wrong or how they can fix it. And so applicants need to leave themselves time to think about it and to reach out for help. 
We have a whole variety of people who are willing and eager to help them, including the contacts listed in the funding opportunity announcement, help desks at ERA and Grants.gov for technical issues, and NIH's Grants Information Help Desk for more general questions. And sometimes it's not obvious which of these resources are going to be the best people to talk to to solve their problems, so it may take some time. And on a major submission date, when we're receiving thousands of applications, there may be a lot of people asking for help, and a given applicant may not be the first, second, or third person in line, so they have to wait. Good point, Kathy. Now, it's also key to note here that even when you have submitted to NIH many times, policies and forms change. In fact, a big change in progress right now is, you know, we're implementing a new human subjects and clinical trial information form as part of the new Form Z application package. You know, and this change will impact anybody who's submitted a human subjects application in the past. What they're going to find on the form as of, Jan you know, for applications submitted as of January 25th, 2018, is going to be very different than what they've seen before. That's true. I can't stress strongly enough how significantly different these forms are going to be and how different the applicant experience is going to be preparing these forms. In some cases, new content is going to be required. In other cases, familiar content is required, but it will be placed in different spots on the form. And these forms, like all other forms in an NIH application, have numerous fields and attachments that are all electronically validated at the time of each submission. And so an error in any one of these fields or attachments will prevent an application from being accepted. You know, sometimes we try and fill out a form without looking too closely at the instructions. I think we all do that. But it sounds like this is not the time for that approach. No, no this is not the time. Instructions are your guiding light here. All right, so read the instructions carefully. Uh, that's one piece of good advice. And really do give yourself plenty of time to turn around changes if those are needed in the application ahead of time. But what other advice do you have for applicants on this topic? Well, you know, I think if the application is really important to them, they should be submitting early. This means they have to set up an application preparation schedule for themselves, deadlines for their consultants and collaborators to get information that they need to them, and also take into consideration that their grants office may need to have that application a week in advance of the deadline. So learn your internal deadlines. Right. The best advice we can give, I think, is to work with your institutional officials and whoever else and then plan to submit days, right, not minutes before the deadline. Right. Generally, we see applications starting to come in about 30 days before the deadline. Uh, but a good rule of thumb is to start at least a couple days early, particularly with these new forms. And they may want to give themselves more time than that. Uh, applicants really need to methodically work through any problems that arise during the application and submission process. Any other advice? I would also really recommend that applicants follow their applications through to ERA Commons. During e-submission, both Grants.gov and ERA will send a variety of courtesy email notifications to let applicants know that the application is proceeding through the system. But email is not 100% reliable. What is 100% reliable is keep watching ERA Commons to see the application appears. If it appears, that means we have the application in our door. If it doesn't appear, uh, applicants will be able to find any errors that arose during submission that prevented it from being accepted, and then they can hop on those errors and fix them before the deadline, hopefully. Right. And the key part is to fix those errors before that deadline, 
to that's, make sure it's an on-time application. Yeah, that's true. An on-time application is time date stamped from the time the successful submission was submitted, not at the first attempt at submission. And because we don't routinely accept applications submitted late, remember that all errors need to be addressed and corrected, and a successful submission needs to be in the door before the deadline, which is 5 p.m. local applicant organization time. Great. And I guess to leave listeners with a parting thought, uh, Dr. Mike Lauer, NIH's Deputy Director for Extramural Research, he had a December 30th, 2015 blog post on his open mic blog called A Grant Submission New Year's Resolution. In this blog post, he provides data on the timing of application submissions and their eventual success. The data shows that applications submitted later were less likely to be discussed and similarly less likely to be awarded. I think these findings really do suggest that there's no clear advantage to waiting until the last day, and that planning ahead really, it's key. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me again, Kathy. You're welcome. For NIH and OER, this is Megan Columbus. Remember, submit your application early and correct any errors that arise. If you need assistance, contact information for the help desk, as well as the program official and grants management specialist can be found in Section 7 of any funding opportunity announcement.